welcome to the latest edition of the Price Fighter Podcast with me, Steve Bucks. Fresh from a great night, no, a fantastic night at Liverpool Olympia where Rocky Fielding, the Liverpool rookie, delighted the home crowd. And when I say home crowd, I mean home crowd by becoming the 17th Price Fighter champion. We hear from Rocky straight after his victory. I also call up with some other big names on the night. Enzo Macronelli was there to cheer on his nephew, the runner-up Tobias Webb. And I spoke with Sheffield pair Kel Brook and Ryan Rose. They were ringside and they joined me for a chat, but really, they loved it. Everyone got sucked into this prize fighter. It was special. Also, Matchroom Sports' Eddie Hearn joins me for a chat about the next prize fighter event, the International Heavyweights on May 7th. People are talking about that now. And I sit down with dazzling Darren Barker as he aims to take the European title for the second time on April the 30th against Domenico Spada. So picture it. It's a Wednesday night. It's almost summery. It's balmy up there, just on the outskirts of Liverpool in the Olympia. One of the most atmospheric boxing venues anywhere in the world. And trust me, I've been at a few. In the ring that night, there would be eight prize fighters. It was packed. The ringside area was unbelievably packed. But there were smiles and fun and everybody was absolutely up for it. And it started fast and it ended fast. It was that type of night. There were going to be no dud fights here. There were going to be no fights where you could quit, you know, slip out for a quick fag or something. This was going to be serious from the first bell until the last punches. And there was a guy in the end who came through three fights, three stoppages. And amazingly, before Prize Fighter, he'd only fought three times. And he was a household name. Well, possibly not even a household name, but he was quite famous in his own house at the same t- at that time. Anyway, his name was Rocky from Stocky Fielding. He became the new prize fighter champion. And I went up after the fight to grab him in his dressing room. Rocky from Stocky Fielding, new prize fighter champion. How does that sound? Amazing. It is amazing. I can't believe it. And, and 32 grand richer than you were about two hours ago. Yeah, yeah that's even with as well. I can't believe that either. You know, tonight, Rock, it seemed that everything went right for you. You know, you boxed sensibly. Did you think it could be that? I mean, you, you made some of the fights look easy. You made some of it look easy tonight. Yeah, I just listened to me corner. And Oliver and Johnny and the corner, Nigel, I just listened to them. They told me to, what to do when I stuck to it and done it. Of course, I was here. As soon as catching them at all, I'd, I'd bang it, I'd be at it and all. But, you know, you've only had three fights, and three yeah. fight novices are meant yeah. to not not listen to instructions, but you did. Yeah, well, I had a good amateur background with the um, England and GB squads and being in boxing all over, and, and I listened to me corner, that's what they, they did, to look after me, and I listened listen to them. What about the fans? Did you listen to them? Because they were right close to the ringside. Yeah, I did. I did. I did. Maybe you think they shouted, but I decided not to listen to that. and was just listening to what the corner was saying. Now, you got you got called up, what, five days notice or six days? Five now? days, yeah. Um, and were you, were you in condition yeah, yeah, well, training for a fight? Yeah, I was ready to fight um, in a year. In a year, in a year in a, next weekend? Yeah, the 2nd of April. Um, but come along and I, I, I jumped out of state today, Oliver, my dad. I had a little talk and he said, go for it, not, not to lose. 
Will you have a break now? I mean, because you weren't planning a holiday, but will you have a holiday now? Yeah, I think you're in jest or something. I'll have a break, yeah. Well, I thought I'd have, I'd have three hard fights. But, <laughs> yeah, I've had... But you made them easy, that's the thing, you made them easy by using your brain. Yeah, by using me boxing. And yeah, you did. Yeah. That's all it was about. Yeah. So you might go away, uh, you might you might go away, but you also might get back in the ring soon. You're not sure, you're not sure what you're going to do in the next know. few weeks. No, I'll see what happens. Back in the gym, taking over it all. You know what, it, look, it looks to me, Rock, like it hasn't sunk in yet. No. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like it's not sunk in. It's your fiercest underdog in the world, I tell you. Right. <laughs> so, uh, last final I got to, the ABA final, I lost it. So, what year was that? 2008. Gets all the English lads up, boxed the Ivan's user, the Hungarian. Oh, yeah, the kid from All Stars or whatever, yeah. About 15 Hungarian titles. He's been a gym since he's nine years of age, and he's an athlete. He trains like an athlete, he lives like an athlete. Time's come now, it's changed. It's a long way to go, and we're not going to jump ahead, but it's the best time for him. You know what's going to happen? Sometime in the next hour, it's going to sink in. It's got to, isn't it? That was Rocky from Stocky Fielding as uh, John McDonald took great pleasure in announcing every single title. Not that you could hear John's announcements because of the crowd and the fans that Rocky had dragged out. I'm joined now by Matchroom's Eddie Hearn. Eddie, we thought it might be good. We had a little bit of a feeling. It was a fantastic night. It was brilliant. It was one of those nights where everything just gelled together. You know, after the last one, which was okay, you know, we discussed, but it, you really want to bounce back with something special. And going up to Liverpool and in that, that Olympia venue with, with all the locals and I just, like you say, everyone was smiling. Everyone come up to me after, even from the British Boxing Board to Sky to the fighters, just saying, wow, that was a great night. You know? It was a real spirit of prize fights. And I talked about that on, on my BBC London show the week before, saying that next week's show, I think it's going to capture what prize fighters are all about. And, and, and it had that feel from the start, from the first ring entrance, the crowd was going, mad. all of Rocky's fans supported every other Liverpool fighter. It just... Were you as confident going up there that it would be as successful as it was? Well, Rocky Fielding, for us, was a total unknown, you know. I mean, Friday, Kenny Anderson pulled out, couldn't make the weight, and, and we were looking around, and we always wanted four scousers on one side of the of the bill. And, um, you know, we looked at the, the the ratings, and we saw this Rocky Fielding, you know, and we saw he was with Oliver Harrison, and we called him up, and, and they said, oh, we think it might be a little bit early for him. And we sort of said, look, you know, not being funny, no disrespect, but this is a huge chance for the kid. Whatever happens in the fight, we didn't even know if, if he was any good. All we knew, 3-0, and o, light heavyweight as well. Um, and they came back and they said, no, he's had a think about it and he's going to take it. We, we were a bit concerned about the weight, but he made the weight easy. So he's obviously fighting at the wrong weight anyway. Yeah, he's fighting at the wrong weight. He's mm. giving away weight in his other mm. fights. So, you know, he was... His inclusion was was the real uh, the golden ticket for us because he was on first as well. How it transpired, and he had he had the most support there. And from the get go, you know, a stoppage always great to start with a stoppage because it gets yeah. gets things going. And, and of course, he won every fight by stoppage. First time it's ever been done in Price Fighter. Now he, he may have sold a lot of tickets and he may have ultimately won it, but hand on heart, going into the first bell there as you were sitting at ringside and you didn't have the best view, looking out up into that arena is the best view there. You're sitting there, you wouldn't have had a you wouldn't have had a penny on him winning the tournament before the first bell. Before the first bell, that's I, the trick. I saw Rocky Fielding at the weigh-in, the first time I've ever met him, 
and he stood on the scales. And, you know, I hate to say it, I looked at him, I thought, son, you have not got a shot in this. That's what kind of judge I am. Nervous. I never get one thing right in prize fighter. (laughs) But I looked at him, you know, like like you say, he he sort of looked at the scales, he he spoke to the the boxing board representative, do do I get on now? You know, I love it. And I just thought, oh, no, you know, God. This poor kid, 3 and 0. You know, he's going to fight Patrick Maxwell who can bang a little bit. He's got yeah. a bit about him. And, and fancies it. Yeah, yeah. And he just dispatched him. And uh, he's, he's got a, he's got a big future. It's a bit bit more difficult with someone who's only had three fights yeah. in terms of what they do after Prize Fighter. Yeah. You know, if, if uh, say, Robin Reed would have run. You or, know where you're going. Yeah, then you can basically stick him straight in for a British Commonwealth European mm-hmm. title shot. But with him now, he's got to go away. And I just hope that he's smart about what he does because he's got a great platform now. Mm. He can go on. Obviously, now he moves up to six rounds. He should do. Start start boxing in there. A couple of fights, eight rounder. And in the super middleweight division, I mean, I haven't seen the new rankings, but he's going to be in the top 10, mm. you know, only having six fights. So, But he's young. You know, he's young and he's raw. Mm. And I think he's really excited. And he's got a following as well. He's really exciting, but the strange the strange thing is he's not actually a banger. He doesn't fight like mm. a banger. He fights like a boxer. Mm. And yes, Oliver Harrison screaming his ear. And Oliver told me about this after the fight. Went up to, to interview Oliver and he said, you know what? I had to get in his face all the time and tell him to box properly and not to fight. And I found that really strange about him is that he was winning. He was stopping people, but by boxing them into mm. a stoppage, which was fantastic. Mm. Well, he was so accurate. So and, accurate, And, and yeah. he was picking people off at, you know, I mean... Tobias Webb was a little unlucky because he was involved in a war in the semis. But even in the in the final, he was picking him off with clean shots. Beautiful. And I think in the end, Tobias just thought, Do you know what, I'm done. I, you know, he had the knockdown, so he knows it's a 10-8 round. Might have even been 10-7. He was down twice. Down twice. 10-7, was, definitely. And um, he, sort, he sort of thought, I don't think I got it in it in myself to knock this kid out. It's 10-7, depending on who's scoring it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, no more of that. Yeah. Let's talk about a bit about Robin Reed mm. because you know Robin Reed may have turned that into a big hit for yeah. everybody yeah. Well, involved. Well, you know, we just said off tape there it was the biggest rating show on Sky this year. It's great news. And whatever people think about having. You know, what kind of lineup to prize fighter do you have? The golden oldies? Do you have the young prospects? Sure. You need a mix of everything because you've got so many people to keep happy. You know, you've got the broadcasters, you've got the fighters, you've got the fans. And Robin Reed was bang up for this event. He trained he like an absolute lunatic for 10 weeks. And I felt a bit for him because it's not his format. Three rounds is never going to sure. suit Robin Reed. He knew what he was up against and he gave it a great shot. But I do actually think that. He could have something left in the tank, you know, but over that format, he's always going to struggle. But the problem is, over eight or ten rounds, he might, he might well. be, well, he might do, but he might be okay. But how's he going to get an eight or ten round fight? I mean, you know, it's a very difficult it, situation. I think that, I, and I said to him after, I felt a bit for him because he trained so hard and it was all over in three rounds. Mm. He said he didn't even feel that he got a chance. And he won to the see. third round. Yeah, he, he did. won the third yeah, round. He won the third round. And then he sort of said to me, look, I'd, I'd quite like to sort of have a, another fight. And I said, well, the thing is, Robin, you can do that. But the next fight has got to be a tough one. Yeah. It can't be a six-rounder against a bum. It's got to be a Paul Smith. It's got to be a Tony Quigley. Yeah. and it's an eight a round. test. Yeah, it has. And then you can see after that. But, you know, he'll make his own mind up. That's up to him. He's his own man. But I, I know that he's still got the hunger. Yeah, um, he certainly has. And, and so many of them just loved it. You know, we spoke about Wayne Reed. Well, sort of about Wayne Reed and... <laughs> You know, when we really late, goes a bit yeah, tricky. Yeah, I felt for him, you know, because I don't think there was anyone in, in the arena apart from the judge who didn't think that he won that fight. Um, and it was a great fight. You yeah. know, Ainscoff won the first round. Second round was so-so. 
And then it, it was a 10 8 final walk, round. Ten, yeah. He walks the last um, round. So Then we had the kid, uh, Jermaine J- J- Smile, mm. the uh, the big lump. And I use big lump in a nice way. Yeah. Muscle bound kid who he seemed to be warming up as well. I so, think you know, so. I, I, I thought that the fight with Dilks was fantastic. Fantastic. I, I actually. Although not a lot of people did, I felt Dilks nicked it. But well, Dilks won the first hands down, definitely. and he may have he may have nicked the second. Yeah. So therefore, you, it's a valid. Yeah, I actually I thought that Dilks won the first. I thought Smile nicked the second, but I just felt that the cleaner shots were coming from Dilks. Mm. But I guess you have to say Smile didn't take a back no. step forward the whole time, and you know. He, he had three or four fights coming into this. So that people are going to learn yeah. so much. And the great thing about prize fighters, really, this is what I try and tell people who, who think about taking part. Win, lose or draw, you still gain from the tournament. Of course you Not do. just financial, but all of a sudden, Jermaine Smart, oh, he's the strong guy from prize fighters. He loves to him come now. forward. You know, and he, he'll, he'll sell tickets and, and people know about him. Even Wayne Reed. Yeah. You know, I mean, even Wayne Reed, who got robbed, yeah. really, everyone knows, oh, he's the guy who got, he's the unlucky guy from prize fighter. You know, and before before Price Fighter, he, he didn't have anything to relate himself to. You're not really interested about this, and it's happened a few times in Price Fighter, the ones I've worked on and the ones I've, I've been, you know, working for papers on, is that from this one, I'm seeing and reading online and talking to people in conversations who are making matches from it. So they want to see a rematch yeah. of Webb and Smile. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Now, that's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. That's really good. You yeah. know? So they want to see a half a dozen fights yeah. from the seven we had the other yeah, night. We're doing it ourselves. When we look at yeah. undercard fights now, we're talking... You know, um, uh, Joe Smythe against Mena Edwards, Why Troy not? versus Derry Matthews. You know, pri- pro- great prize fighter clashes that you like to see. Yeah, you know, but the, people people can relate to the first one being a great fight, so they know that the next one's going to be a great fight. Now, Ed, there's always a danger that this is going to creep out before this is made public, but I'm I'm reading about it. You're being driven mad about it. Tell me what's happening with the new one, the international heavyweights. Tell me what you can tell me, Ed, well, which is nothing. Yeah, I mean, what I, what I can tell you is I'm dealing with a lot of different people, <laughs> a lot of late-night phone calls to America and, and making sure, you know, this event's been in the, in the making for a long time and um, we're, we're very close now. May the 7th is a definite date. We have that date from Sky. We're going to be in London. We know that. We're going to be international heavyweights. And it's just a case now of, of uh, we're speaking to about 12 people, Great. you know, and we've got, we got to pick eight fighters. You know, and those 12 people, you know, Hasim Rahman, Kevin Johnson, Albert Sosnowski, Michael Sprott, Sam Sexton, Constantine Ulrich. You know, and, and we need to get a diverse representation of, of countries because yeah, of it, we can't just have England and America and Ireland or something like that. So, you know, we've got to look at the German market. We've got to look at the Dutch market. We've got to look at the Russian market. And it's just going to be a lot of fun. Like you say, you know, talking in the office, you're going to walk in, you're going to see the big Rocky-style flags yeah, all around the arena. And people are going to be fighting for their country, basically. Yeah. And it's going to be a lot of fun. There's going to be a lot of big men in there. And, you know, a lot of fighters who are still well-ranked. You know, Hasim Rahman, for example, still top 10 with a lot of well-governing Johnson bodies. So, well. you know, you beat one of these guys and, and you could bypass everything. In, in, I mean, like Sam Sexton, you know, talking to him. And it's like, what else are you going to do? Yeah. You know, I said to Sam, what what else are you going to do? Because the bottom line is, you're going to go out there and fight a top name here. Haseem Rahman or Kevin Johnson. Yeah. No reason why Sam Sexton can't beat can't Kevin Johnson over guys, no. or, or Haseem yeah. Rahman. And what's the alternative? You fight a fat Latvian exactly. who falls over exactly. when you look at him. I mean, I think, that's I think, the bottom line. I think what Rocky Fielding showed is that sometimes you have to take a chance. Yeah. You know, and it doesn't matter whether you've had three fights or 30 fights. Sometimes you've got to say, do you know what, I'm going to take a punt on this. Mm. And sometimes it pays off, sometimes it doesn't. If you're good enough and you work hard enough, it will pay off. And if it does, 
then you've cracked it big time. I mean, Audley's, you know, Audley, Audley Harrison's a great example of someone who took a chance yeah. on Prize Fighter, and it paid off. You know, could, there's others that didn't, but because uh, Audley could have been out hustled in, in the first bout, of course, like yeah. Robin Reed. Yeah, of course. And then, of course, things would be very different. You know, Martin Rogan, another yeah. example. You know, someone who he didn't work out for Gary Sykes. Yeah. But really, what? How did it affect Sykes. him? I mean, he's still British champion. Yeah, he fought the other night, great win over Carl Johansson. So people forget, but. And still some fantastic unfinished business with Gary oh, Buckland. Well, that fight's got to happen. Yeah. Got to happen. Listen, Ed, it's fantastic talking to you. We'll get back together again to go through the um, the 38 suspects. It will be up to that for mm. international heavyweights. I bet, you we, I bet you we talk about 30 boxers before the first bell. Ed, thanks very much. Now, there has to be a runner-up in Prize Fighter, and this time it was Swansea's Tobias Webb. The classy 22-year-old looked the real deal beating Robin Reed. It was a fantastic third round when Robin came back at him. But Jarmaine's smile slowed him down in the semis and Rocky made short work of him in the final. He might have lost his unbeaten record, but he's certainly a name to watch and he can bank on the support of his uncle, Big Mac, Enzo Macronelli, who I caught up with before the action got underway. And I must tell you, I warn you now, Enzo was really nervous for his nephew. Enzo, did you get nervous when Tobias fights? Ah, uh, more so than when I fight, Steve. Yeah, I thought that. I could sort of tell you, sort of seem a bit edgy floating around. Yes, you see, you know, I'm out of control, and uh, you know, maybe the problem with me the last couple of fights is I haven't seen no nerves at all. But yeah. obviously, when uh, Tobias me on blood, he's uh, standing in the ring, he's still young, he's going up against a former world champion. Yeah, of course, I get a little bit nervous. <laughs> in your in your last fight, you were absolutely calm, and it what well, it nearly worked until until the very end. You're talking about a comeback in a light heavyweight, what, sometime in the summer? Yeah, talking about. Uh, July, um, but yeah, very like heavy. Obviously, uh, uh, I was always very light cruising. I think everyone in the boxing world know that. And uh, uh, I just cleaned my diet up, and I've gone down to light heavy. I've made the weight as a tester. Uh, I weighed really ten heavier than next night, which is what which is what normally happens. Uh, but as a cruiser, I never did. I was always lighter on fight night than I was. Uh, <laughs> on the way and it was ridiculous but, that's crazy uh, so you know I've tried it and uh, for very strong at it so next time I fight maybe I'll have the advantage or maybe on the even par now before you before you come back as a heavyweight uh, will you sort of have an easy one just to, to get rid of the cold webs or will you be looking for something half decent and, and will you then if that's the case do some behind closed doors ten rounders and eight rounders what's uh, the I, plan I obviously have gone back with Enzo Karzaghi so it's, uh, it's up to him basically it's up and uh, obviously up to the boss, Mr. Warren. And, sure. and uh, you know, I've, I've, I've got no no problems with being gun shy. I think anyone who knows me no, now, I don't get gun shy. You know, uh, you know put me in but quite a reverse of gun shy. It's a bit, a bit too yeah, much. A bit too uh, gay. You know, I think everyone goes on about my chin and things like that. But the punches I've landed on me have been punched and knocked out every week. So no problem with my chin. It's maybe the way I fight. So I've got to tighten that up a little bit to get back to what I used to do. Maybe that, it was that the nice weight. I wouldn't use it as a weight. I think it was more to do with the, the way I fight. You know, I come in, I throw away. I take caution out the window. Maybe I've got to be a bit more cautious. Maybe I've got to go behind that jab a bit more and look for the shots rather than just trying to belt out single shots. And of course, the big fight, I mean, assuming uh, Nathan cleverly wins the, the WBO version, assuming if he can fight somebody for it, that would appear to me to be a monster fight 12 months down the line or maybe even November. Yeah, you know, obviously it is. You know, it's a, it's a stadium fella, but, you know, I have good friends with Nathan. Um, you know, I've been former teammates. Him. If the fight happens, it happens. If it don't, it don't. Uh, you know, it's, it's generated. What I will say is generated a lot of interest. Not just journalists or fans. I've been having, I've been, i prank phone calls of boys from up this area. Uh, so you know, I'm more, you know, Steve, I'm more than willing. You know, you, you never thought anyone like me. And um, 
he's, he's a great kid but like you said if we don't fight we don't fight and, and finally Enzo and thanks for your time um, is there anybody out there you want to fight a light heavyweight I mean is there, is there a guy out there you want to fight or you're just not bothered I, I will Steve you know me I will face anyone I, I, I do I do want this I do want a world title again you know I'm not coming back to do obviously like Robin Reed tonight in a, in a place fight I'm not coming back for that I'm coming I'm, I'm carrying on it's, it's not even come back I'm carrying on because yeah. I want to be a world champion again and you know I become a world champion I think fighting out of my weight division so what can I do against my own weight also ringside on the night were two of Sheffield's stars, Ryan Rhodes and Kel Brook. I dragged a pair of them into the VIP room for a chat, but it wasn't that private, as you can guess. Brook, both due a world title fight this year. In fact, Ryan, you've got one. You're, you're guaranteed one. I've had some fantastic news today. Uh, I've been made mandatory for uh, Sal Alvarez. Um, I think it's about negotiations at the minute now. We've got four weeks of negotiation. If not, it goes to purse bids. So we, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it, but they're looking at 18th of June. Over in Mexico? Over in Mexico. They, they've mentioned Mexico, so I'm just waiting to see what they come back with now. And you're no problem with that? No, no. So first world title fight in 1997 against Otis Grant, who was a good fighter. Yeah. And here we are in 2011, but you look younger. How does that work? I don't know, Steve. These batteries were put me in the bag. They don't Jurassic, forget Jurassic, you want some of these. And Kel, I mean, it's been a frustrating year, or even 18 months, but you're hoping to see something this year? Hoping to see something this year? Definitely, I think that I'm, I'm overdue a, a, a shot. I should have been boxing uh, Mike Jones and the last year. Uh, but Pacquiao decided to fight on and uh, he's, he's fighting Mosley so I'm like put up back burner sort of thing but I'm, uh, I'm more than ready for for me for my opportunity and I'm, I'm going to grab it with both fans definitely because you're ready now you don't need any more warm ups or no. eliminators or fights against guys you, you're ready now aren't you That's I'm not ready this. I'm ready now I'm 24 I'm not getting any younger I'm ready now to uh, to get that world title Ben is brilliant. I've been in his past three fights. Fantastic. Yeah, sorry, mate. Sorry, mate. Yeah, just... Absolutely fantastic. Sorry. Yeah, when I'm finished with him, you and I'll chat with him, right? In fact, I'll make sure you have a chat with him. Right, no problems with going to Mexico. You're not bothered about no. potential aggravation? Not at all, not at all. If, if, just, to to if we have to go to Mexico, no problem. I, uh, I'm just absolutely over the moon that we finally got this shot. I've been, you know, Matthew out and jumped the queue last time. Yeah. He, 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 you know, it's it's well, yeah, 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 absolutely fantastic. Um, but they've overlooked me a couple of times at WEC. Margarito and Pacquiao jumped up at light middleweight, jumped straight, jumped the queue. But it's finally here now. We've had emails from the WBC confirming I am number one and I am fighting Alvarez. And Kel, no problems with you. You'd fight overseas. I mean, an ideal world, you'd fight at your doorstep. But you'd go overseas, drop a hat. No problem. No problem. Or fight anywhere. No, you know anyone. I mean? Anyone, anywhere. Do you know what I mean? I'm, I'm there. I want it. I want it, Buns. Great night it was. Anyway, the final word on this prize fighter podcast goes to Darren Barker. Fresh from joining Matchroom Sport and raring to get stuck into Domenico Spada on April the 30th at London Olympia. That's going to be a special night as well. Darren, change of management and a good fight delivered in London. Boy, this is exactly what I wanted. Be back on Sky. I mean, Matchroom, a great, great company, great uh, promotional team, you know, well-established. And I'm, I'm over the moon to have joined them. I mean, things are exciting. Like you say, massive fight. Uh, get that European title back. Uh, London Olympia, you know. And it is, it is a big fight because the last time out, the 12-round defence, yeah. I mean, I'm not saying it was a snore fest, but it wasn't Darren Barker at his best, oh, was well, it? I mean, 
I'm you not, must I'm be disappointed with that. I was very disappointed. I'm miles better than that. I mean, in the first couple of rounds, I showed what I'm capable of. I mean, I almost had him out of there. But um, I mean, it, it was you know, it's common knowledge now that I was injured. I had a hip operation afterwards. And he's a survivor. He's a survivor. I was just I had nothing left in me. I hadn't run for two years. But um, I mean, running and training has been fantastic for this. I, honestly, I feel like a five-year, you know, with all the experience, but I feel fresh and you know how I did five years ago. Really, really hungry. I'm enthusiastic. And life's good at the minute, you know. And it's got to be good to go on. You can't, exactly. It's, it's no good going from injury to injury and setback to setback. You've got to no. be right. Look, boxing's a complete package, physically and mentally. And if if something's lacking in either department, you're going to come on. You know, you get you get found out. And um, yeah, things are good. Things are good. And, and what do you know about Domenico Spada or Spade? What do you know about him? Look, he's got. He's had uh, thirty odd fights. Uh, he's lost just the three. Two, all, two, all 12 rounders two, all 12 rounders close fights in Germany and yeah. we know what it's like out there um, Zibic um, two, two times Zibic two times title. Zibic who's, who's world champion now mm -hmm. be it it doesn't matter he's up there yeah um, close fights and the, the other one was two that Moret or El. Yeah. he only lost once in about yeah. 30 himself that's right and that was a split decision mm -hmm. uh, he's, a, he's a tough experienced campaigner comes forward very aggressive and um yeah, I'll have to be on my guard. You know, I could have taken a fight and eased back into it. I don't want to do that. I want my title back. The one I had to give up because of injury, I want that back. That's my title. That I sense. know, I know I'm number one in Europe. I, I, you know, I know that I can, I'm capable of going all the way. You know, I don't care what Macklin says about... He, he we'll come to Macklin in a minute, don't yeah. worry about that. Well, you know, I, I know I'm number one in Europe and I want my title back, you know. Because really, there, are, there were easier fights for you to come back. There were easier fights yeah. for you to have your first fight with Matchroom. I mean, you yeah. could have been fighting some fat Latvian yeah. who's unpronounceable and you could have whacked him yeah. and sent everybody home. But well, oh, oh, at this stage, you wouldn't have been happy with that, would you? No, you no, I mean, we rang all up and none of them would have it, so... They were fighting out heavyweights. Yeah, it went down to me, man. Um, yeah, look... Is it, what's the point stalling? I'm 28 now. I mean, I'm in my prime. There's no point me going back. You know, a year a year out, it's not going to hurt me. I train hard. I, you know, I'm, sure. I, I have great sparring. I mean, I'm always in good nick. Well, I am now, and uh, you know, I'm ready. I'm confident, like we were saying before, physically and mentally, to go on, push on for these big names. And I, I want to start off where I left off. You know. Do you think? Do you think you need to be pushed a little bit? I mean, you know, look, looking at the way your mm. career's gone, you know, yeah. you, you've, been, you've beaten all the right people, yeah. you've done everything you needed to do. But do you feel now that you need to test yourself? You're I about, do. You're 28 years of age, your body's right, your head's mm. right. Darren Barker yeah. needs to have a hard fight now, yeah. doesn't he? Or a test. I'm in uh, sort of the same mentality as David A. You know, I want to be fighting when I'm in my forties. Yeah. You know, I mean, you're only. I want to get there. You know, I'm not gonna, you know, be like a Martinez. You know, my prime's now, and I want to jump on that and make the most of it and um, that's exactly what we're going to do you know and this is this is a long shortcut to that it's a potentially yeah. hard fight but it does cut down a lot and, and, and with a cal caliber of opponent yeah. I'm one of them to be honest with you when the opponent is not you're going to step really up. up to scratch cool. yeah I can lower it but with a great opponent like him you know he's a tough you know number seven in the WBC yeah. I'm number six so you know sort of it's really going to put us in good stead for them rankings as well. And it will really boot, you'll see a better Darren Barker. And at world title level or top middleweight level, because that's increasingly the case yeah. these days, I mean, there's you know a couple of champions out, all good champions, and then there's Martinez. Yeah. I mean, you must be looking at Martinez and thinking, this guy seems to be going on forever, but at the same time, you know they don't go on forever. Yeah. So you wouldn't you'd fancy a bit of oh, that I know some people when you know, I can't help smiling when I talk about it because I know some people must think you're completely bonkers, even uttering his name in you know in the same conversation as my name but I just 
I just fancy I could cause a man upset. I really do. I mean, I've got such a good knack for southpaws from my Repton days. And uh, like you say, it's got to end somewhere. It's yeah. got to end, and why not to Darren Barker? Also, you, know? you might be you might be one of the only guys going in there thinking you can win, but not knowing, not uh, and, and giving Martinez respect. Because I don't think mm. enough people in in the last two yeah. years have given him enough respect. Now he's there, he's dominating all of them. Yeah. Right, let's talk about Macklin. This fight was ordered by the uh, EBU about two and a half years mm. ago. Purse bids took place then; mm. it didn't happen. Then it was ordered again. Purse yeah. bids took place, and it didn't happen. Macklin was meant to fight Winky Wright. He's not fighting Winky Wright. He's fighting somebody else. He's moving towards a world title. He said some. He's said some fairly unpleasant things about you. You've yeah. not really been that unpleasant about him, and you could be actually yeah. because I've got to be honest with you. That could be a super British yeah. fight down the line. And I'm going to ask you this: It's quite simple. Do you like Matt Macklin? Um, look, I've got nothing against a guy. Look, at the end of the day, he's got to do what he's got to do. I mean, boxing is, is a tough sport, and you've got to make you got to be selfish. But like you say, everyone wants to watch it, and in that respect, I'm annoyed at him. I'm I'm, I'm annoyed at the fact you know why not make the British, but why not boost the profile of boxing by taking yeah. the fight? And I can only imagine it's because he knows I want to beat him. I know I want to beat him. I know I'm the best in the country, best in Europe, and I've got his number all day long. And uh, you know, I think him going out to America and fighting a, a guy hasn't booked box for two years, you know, not even ranked, be it a big name, but I just can't see the sense of it when there's a huge blockbuster at home for him. I mean, and, in that and sense, domestic fights are still what drive our business. Yeah, of course. Big domestic fights. Of course, and it was generating interest not just from boxing fans. From, of course. You know, course the general, general public, you know, I had people coming up to me, you know, I didn't know, oh, you're Darren Barker, you're fighting at Macklin, you know, who knew nothing about boxing, so I'm annoyed in that sense. I mean, look, I had my, where, where I had to pull out, the scenario when I pulled out, at no point was I, I was convinced I was going to fight, you know, a few people around me were saying, look, I don't think you should take the fight, you know, you, you hear, but I don't think it's going to hold up. I was convinced it would, and I've just pushed myself too far, and, I, you know, I've had a setback on the injury, but, you know, other than that, he's just swerved me completely, and I want to fight him, I want to prove I'm the best, and uh, it's, it's just a shame, I think, deep, deep down, he knows I'll beat him on, you know, if, if you look at his last performances, they're, they're poor, mm. honestly, they're poor, and, you know, Is that to, some bad to see him on a, you know, I was on, you know, I see him in the rankings and see him so rated so highly, you know, I just think to myself, what is going on? I mean, there is that to it, and of course, you know, Matt, Matt would, if Matt was sitting there, he'd say, well, your last fight wasn't that, wasn't yeah. that good, and you know, and, I, and Barker's convinced that I, I could beat him, and that's what I think makes mm. it such a good fight, because if you think back in the last couple of years, you think about Enzo Macronelli, David Hay, what mm. made that fight, well, nothing to do with the titles, it was yeah. the fact that these two each other's exactly. next, and coming up, James DeGaulle against George Groves, nothing to do with the British and Commonwealth, it's the fact these two guys are each other's throats, so that yeah. you and Mac, it's you, true, you I mean, something to it, there's not, the, the, the similarities are there, but, um, as far as the hatred is concerned, it's, it's not there. You know, I'm not yeah, going no about you know, hating him. But at the end of the day, I just not the, the where the frustration is. I know I can beat him, and I, you know, and I mean from the bottom of my heart, there's no way, no way that Matthew Macklin can beat me, and it's annoying because I want to prove it to everyone, all the Matthew Macklin fans out there, all the Darren Barker haters for whatever reason that is, that is. I want to prove to him, look, I am the number one. I'm not content with being number two. You say there's no hate, and I, I know, hate's probably yeah. the wrong word to use. I'm using it because yeah. I'm trying to get a reaction. Yeah. Uh, but there's no hate. But it annoys you, as you say, when you look in the rankings and he's above you. Yeah. And when you read on some, you know, you read some American writers, yeah. the people that are meant to know what they're talking about, invariably they don't. Don't don't fall for them. Uh, and they're ranking Macklin yeah. way above exactly. you, and they're talking about Macklin and someone, and you're completely out of picture. So I'm not hate's yeah. not the wrong it's word. It's frustrating. It's frustrating. So. 
this is where I would say, you know, we draw a line in it. I don't hate Matthew Macklin. I'm just annoyed at Matthew sure. Macklin, you know. And what about, look about Andy Lee out there? Yeah, well, yeah, he, he, uh, he pulled out a good... Well, I don't yeah. know if... The, to be honest, I haven't watched it, but I, and I've read it's a lot. Early for McEwen. Read a lot, it's and... I think he was he was doing well, wasn't he, McEwen? He was in there for about five or six rounds, yeah. and then it was a hard fight, and mm. then Craig McEwen, the, the, over the last couple of rounds, the so-called championship yeah. the, the distance, even though there was no, I don't think there was a belt on the line, he just came through it handily. Yeah. Takes a lot of punches. Yeah. You, know, he, he, you know, he's a risk That's fight. the only thing. I mean, he does set a lot of punches. I think he's, um, like I say, I haven't seen the fight, but his head movement's not fantastic. But uh, fair play to him, you know. It was a, it was a good fight. It was a... Uh, a real, t- I wouldn't say test, but there was a, it was a lot for him to lose. I think, yeah, there was a lot for him to lose. And uh, yeah, well done, well done to him. I mean, he's, he at least he's done something that Matthew Macklin didn't do, yeah. and, t- and took a, a big high-profile fight like that. Big fight and a big bill. Well, you've got this one. So if you want tickets for Darren's next fight against the Italian Domenico Spada, it's at Olympia on April the 30th. You can do- you can call 0870-903-9033 and come down afterwards and buy you all the beer. That's a bold thing to say. Beautiful. Beautiful. Well done.